All right, so welcome everyone to the first official IWT podcast where we're going to get to know all of our wonderful leaders. And today we have with us Brad Wesley, and Brad is going to give you a little bit of insight into what he does, as well as give you some information on what we might be able to be doing with the business as we move through this COVID-19 situation. So with that, Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I didn't realize I was the inaugural one, but we'll give this thing a go. <laughs> You're the first guinea pig, so thank you for doing that. <laughs> Excellent. So with that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me some cool stuff and just personal fun things that you like. Um, so, uh, Brad Wesley, as, uh, Joe had told us, uh, live in Omaha, Nebraska, um, ha- grew up in Chicago, spent some time in Dayton, Ohio, then the, uh, quad cities, um, of Iowa and Illinois, and then moved out to Omaha where I live, uh, right now with, uh, my wife, two children, uh, oldest daughter, Brooke. Uh, younger son Chase and uh, my wife Tracy uh, and two dogs uh, Rizzo and Wrigley um, which would be an indication that I am a Cubs fan Um, (laughs) (laughs) we're living the baseball dream here right now very cool so and what what's your position what do you do for us at Salinas so I'm the regional sales director over the central portion of the United States so if your kids for the most part, were to take a Midwest geography test. All the states that they would outline in that are what uh, I'm covering with a, a couple of the southeastern states or SEC conference added in there as well. Okay, cool. And how long have you been with Salinas? Uh, nine months now, almost wow. 10. Yeah, yeah. You think? It's been great, yeah. <laughs> so where did you come from? Give me a little bit of background where you actually came from. So most recently I was at... Uh, well, GE Bets, GE Water, Suez. Um, I was there for 18 and a half years. Um, started in the Quad Cities, um, oddly enough, um, as a rep um, in a middle market area. We were uh, all middle market. Um, I started my career with Nalco in Dayton, Ohio, as, as Unisolver Middle Market, and uh, ended up working my way. Um, through regional engineering and then uh, out to Omaha as a district slash area manager um, and then started getting uh, more involved in in heavy industry uh, activities, mm-hmm. uh, refining, mining, and uh, um, power generation and realized you get you get paid a whole lot more for the same amount of work as you do in middle market <laughs> as I did right. in the industry. So, um, it was industry. It was interesting learning, you know, the differences. So I've gotten to see the business from both sides. And now, um, even though most of my time in the field was spent in middle market doing um, that stuff, um, managing and supporting the team from a heavy industry perspective, I've been almost equidistant in my career. Um, so half of it was in middle market type businesses and the other half in heavy industry. And it's um it was great to have that broad stroke and, and brush of all that right. um, information because now as we play in in both sides of that here i'm able to draw off both of those experiences and it's it's been great cool so being that you were middle market you said mm-hmm. you know, something was a big part of your background i was also in what was bets and tech back in the day <laughs> okay and, uh, yeah way back so tell me a little bit about some of the nuances. I mean, you mentioned, you know, you get paid a lot more money for this larger industrial account. Sure. 
what do you see? I mean, is it easy for somebody to move in from that, you know, more middle market, chiller type application into a really high industrial region? Um, yeah, I think for me, um, you know, when they asked me, because we were, I was the uh, district area manager over a middle market division. And then as we became one group and took them both on, um, initially I was really apprehensive, like, Jesus, um, I don't even know what an API is. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, if I see one of those, I typically run, right? Like, oh, that's, I'm in the wrong spot. I, I knocked on the wrong door. Um, but as you get into it, it's no, it's no different than any other industry, right? Even in the middle market, when you're going to call on a food plant, you just, you kind of want to understand their jargon. And mm-hmm. if you ask just the right questions, um, you can kind of pick up on, on those things. Um, and it was the same way in the heavy industry, like even calling on, on power plants, right? Um, you're mm-hmm. typically nervous. They're spinning a turbine at, you know, ultra critical pressures, um, but there's not a lot there anymore for us to do, right? There, um, as programs evolve, they're, you're, you're putting the oxygen in. Who would ever thought you would have told someone, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to actually put oxygen in the system now. Um, people freaked out when I started. You want to make sure they had some sort of residual. <laughs> um, but, you know, in a power plant, for example, especially a coal-fired baseload of power plant, it's it's just taking the steam and condensing it, right? That's to mm-hmm. make it go around and pull that, help pull the vacuum. So there weren't really a whole lot of differences. The the, the things that they wanted were the same things that um, a middle market plant wanted. Um, I mean, did you need to know a little bit more? Maybe that maybe you had a chemist that wanted to get down into you know what I call the dimethyl chicken wire. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, all the bonds look like just chicken wire strung out right in the Midwest here when yep. you know, chickens, it's, that's what we call it. And they, they usually get a chuckle out of that, <laughs> but, um, and then you can, you can call someone in smart for that, right? They don't care that you necessarily know that as long as you can get them the answers and are present, I yeah. found that it wasn't that, that hard. And, and especially from a managerial perspective, um, if they knew you were there to support those guys that they had, then it really was kind of a non, a non-issue because it's, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to be an expert in, in everything, right? Even just from the water treatment perspective, you never really know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but by and large, your customers don't expect you to know everything. They just want to know that you have that support system, right? That you right. can go get those answers. And if you, you commit to a time frame. Um, hey, I don't know, this is what I think, but I'll get you the answer in 24 hours, then make sure that, make make it happen, right? Because then your say-do ratio goes up and you're building credibility with them. Um, if you try to snowball a customer who's, who knows what they're talking about, is maybe setting traps, then you're done, right? You're going mm-hmm. to get in there. But um, by and large, if you're just, if you're there for the right reasons, um, they'll give you, they'll give you the opportunity to, mm-hmm to earn their business, right? And you have to earn it. You can't, you, you can't just go in and. Right. I think you hit the nail on the head though. It's all about having the relationship, about having that support system and then knowing, right, that you have somebody you can call. Maybe it's somebody in applications, product management, support, whoever it is, but you can at least make that phone call. You don't always have to have the answer. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, tell me some things that a rep should be doing to either maybe try to get in the door during this COVID situation or be able to establish that relationship? 
So one of the things that we did was the sales call challenge. Um, and it was, it was initially, I was like, oh, I don't know if this thing's going to last long enough for us to be really morphing. Um, because I'd seen our competition, especially now, go try to do that probably a little early. Um, go with more technicians, have people that are um, in a perch looking down and not having the interaction. And honestly, we're winning against them when we when we go against them um, sizably and have been um, at least in where I've competed for some time. Um, but as it went on and we got to see what Tom and the team was doing, it it was really interesting and um coming out of that um getting those attention grabbers doing those emails so that people don't click buy it and click on it um really started making sense and then as you heard coming out of that people doing it and having success um there was one story i think from the northeast where he hadn't been able to get a hold of this guy on the phone forever mm -hmm. so, uh, emails and bam, he's got a virtual sales call. So um, being able to do that and taking those things that that Tom worked up and, you know, every every region had two teams in there. Use those six people to develop those programs. And we actually just did that yesterday um, with mm -hmm. one of our guys put together a, a power thing around um, the hidden issues with micro uh, or biofouling, right? And uh, that's to get... Um, some 3,400 and 3,195 applications going, and, and Tom helped him build this story out. And, you know, the discussion led to, we could have the first virtual interaction where we've actually closed a piece of business right. without even being on site. So, you know, it, it's interesting to be doing that stuff. And, and, and it doesn't always necessarily, even with your customers, right, to stay in contact if you can't be there, it doesn't have to be necessarily a sales call. You can do a sales call without doing a sales call. Right. Um, I told my guys during the time, just reach out, just say hi, right? You don't even have to just check in on them. It doesn't have to be about anything specific, but if they know you care and you're thinking about them during this time, that's going to go in the back of their head. Um, you know, I was, I was sending little notes out to some Cardinal fans that had a picture of a Cardinal and I miss baseball so much. I'm booing the Cardinal in my tree. <laughs> And so I, I, I sent that stuff out to them just to say, hi, hey, thinking of you, you know, I'm, I miss baseball too type thing. And, right. and little things like that, that help build that camaraderie between you um, and just keep doing that stuff. Keep reaching out right. to them. Let them know you care because even uh, a lot of instances for our customers, we're still going on site and running service, but people who aren't operators, they're working from home from their mm -hmm. site. So you're not actually seeing them anymore. And it's all virtual communication. So just do those little things. And I think you'll you'll be surprised at how far they go um, right. in building those relationships. Just letting just letting them know you care. Yeah. And you know, you you mentioned the little handwritten note or a card. The power of that right now, um, how many people actually use the mail system for, you know, sending out a nice little, hey, welcome, how you doing? Thank you, thinking of you that doesn't happen very often. And that usually will be something they open up because most of the stuff you're getting in the mail is bills and yeah. junk mail. But if you see a handwritten note, you're going to be more apt to really open that up. And I think the power of that right now, that connection is really going to be a, a game changer. It, it's so. a lost art. It, it, mm -hmm. it is. And people don't take the time to do that. They send texts now, which is, right. I never thought that that would become 
a thing with customers. Right. It, it, it does um, or it has. Uh, but yeah, taking that extra time just to see um, you took the time to write a handwritten note and and send it. And, you know, the post right. office use all of our help right now. So buy stamps um, that too. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, a lot of times where you couldn't even get the door in the door, you can probably send it to their general address and put their name on it or put, you know, operations manager, it'll get to them. You never know. So I think that's really a way to get in the door. Very good. So tell me, you know, if if this whole COVID thing happens and you actually get a sales call online, have you been part of something like that right now or or any kind of interactions online with a customer? How did yeah. that go? What was yeah. it? What did it feel like? How did they interact? What was their feedback? So it it wasn't as different as I thought it was going to be. And maybe mm -hmm. it's from my time. Um, uh, always having a geography that was larger and my customers were spread out. So I'm driving an hour and a half, two hours to get to customers. Um, I had to become really efficient on the phone. And so a lot of my initial cold calls were on the phone. Plus I could do 30 or 40 of them in an hour if I, if I, didn't, nobody, if I didn't get a hold of anybody, but I could set aside a couple hours really early in the morning when I know they're there. So it wasn't much different than doing some phone interactions, mm -hmm. um, but they went, they, went really well. So uh, the, the team did great. We just did them on the computer versus holding a phone to our ear, right? The old rotary dial, you mess up, you got to start over again thing. Right. Um, but they, the customer interacted really well. We've scheduled trainings. Um, right now we're working on, with one of them was um, working on a 3B application on an untreated area because this particular customer makes, um, alcohol um, mm -hmm. and they already were in the sanitizer business um, but they're they're sold out now and one of the things that we've seen in the summertime is that they lose production so um, byproducts unwanted byproducts in their fermentation process go up in the summer mm -hmm. and it's likely because we're not maintaining the temperature of the fermentation and so we're working with them to try to understand if it's microbiome following. They use 3899 now um, just in the cooling tower, but they have once through water in some of these processes. And what we're looking to do is now convert to 3195, treat the clear well, but use the 3B to let them know and mimic the heat exchangers because right. um, it's becoming more imperative, right? They're right now, every drop of alcohol they can make is gone out the door. And yeah. so, we, you know, we estimate between a five and 20% reduction. And if they have that, and then if they have that ability to sell that extra, then it's, it's helping people at this point, right? Um, not just our customer make more and get more out. Um, most facilities right now aren't trying to get more out the door. They're, they're trying to find cost savings. And so it's become a big project for us um, with them to try to do. And we did all of that virtually and, and we're able to bring up Google images with them on there. We could put it here. We could feed there. We were going through line diagrams and we were able to do everything we would do in front of them using teams, oddly enough. Mm -hmm. and, and it worked really well And the three B's up and we're, we're getting it, um, the electrical wired in now, and we should be collecting pre data, mm -hmm. um, before converting. And so it went amazingly well. So don't be, don't be afraid to practice with it so you can pull things up, but everyone is super patient. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, we were all giggling because I think at the time we were three days into teams. 
mm-hmm. at that point. And man, we were we were fumbling the ball <laughs> left and right. right. They were laughing too because you know, 72 hours in, they and they understand the customers understand. And but man, don't hesitate to do it. It it it'll go much more smoothly than you than you think. Um, right. It was, I, I wouldn't hesitate. Uh, just do it. I mean, go back to the old Nike days. Just do it. But that's a good, I mean, to me, the feedback is that the customer's feeling like the same thing that we are, right? So that's fantastic because it gives you that that feeling of, okay, you know, we're all human. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. all put their pants on yeah. one leg at a time, just like I do, that kind of thing. So it takes that scary element out of it. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So let's see, I'm going to ask you some out of the out of the way questions. So if you had $20 million to put into a budget today that you could use for anything you needed to for the business, what would you be using that $20 million for? So I would say at least half, I would continue to develop our digital platform, mm-hmm. uh, the ways of using and, and a lot of the tools we have now, um, just getting them in a in a nice package that we can display to the customer, right? So they they either feel we're at or beyond what our customers can do. I mean, uh, honestly, being in this business for 22 years now, um, some of the technology we have is just awesome. Mm-hmm. And being able to bring that in the 3B3H, the monochromic, being able to bring that data in to one place and be able to show the customer this digital story and right. be able to monitor it, right? You get an alarm, you see that bio growth is going up, we'll hit it before before it becomes an issue. Um, mm-hmm. you know, even with inventory monitoring, I mean that can that can that can help the business from inquiry to order, right? So right. if you're able to track all of our inventories and that data gets back to planning, they know what's coming and what's not coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just so much we can do with that. So to keep building out that platform and, and look at um, our process-based control is just, we're, we're so far ahead. We just need to get it out in front of uh, yeah. prospects, right? Because there's there's so much we can do for them. Right. The other half, probably start looking at um, where we want to play uh, in heavier industries, bringing in some... Um, knowledge out of those industries um you know we have a great hpi but maybe getting a bench in hpi so that we can um leverage what we do with marathon outside of marathon um look at other heavier industries steel making um we already do a really good job in cpi so mm-hmm. just looking at other large industries in mining we do well just looking at other large industries where there's big dollars that can really launch us um is what I would look at, potentially look at doing. So building the bench, I like that. Good yeah. analogy with your background there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've given us some really good advice. I just, any parting words or something, some words of wisdom that somebody has shared with you that you think would be great for everyone who's listening to have? Yeah, I would just say um, courage, really <laughs> just have the courage to um, make those calls and maybe an industry you didn't know, research it a little bit, um, make those calls. You'll find the people you're calling on in the industries you feel good in are, they act the same as industries that you aren't in and even in different parts of the country. Um, people are still people and they still, for the most part, react the same way. Are you going to 
occasionally run into the outlier and someone who's just not nice at all. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But don't take it personally. I still, even going into meetings and stuff, I still get queasy stomach. I still have that, the, you know, like, oh, geez. Um, but it, it, if you don't have the courage to try, you'll never fail or succeed. You'll just kind of exist. And mm -hmm. just to really try to step out of your comfort zone. I know it feels really weird and it's, and it's scary, but man, just try to give it a shot. Um, uh, I think you'll surprise yourself. Mm -hmm you find and just have that courage use the people around you pre-call plan practice role play whatever but just have that courage and get through that queasiness that queasiness is good that's the that's the thing that really drives you that unknown that that really gets you out of your your comfort zone um because you can you can live in your comfort zone um but i don't think as a business we're going to get to where we want to be if we all stay in our comfort zones and so try something new have the courage Cool. Very good. All right. Well, I really thank you for joining us today. And I want to thank everybody who listened. Um, this was our first podcast, but again, there'll be many more coming down the road. So you all be safe out there and stay, stay well and uh, good luck to everyone. Thank you. Hold on.